Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm thrilled to bring you this one with my good friend, Adrian Edwards. This episode, we laugh throughout because not because it's super lighthearted. I mean, it is, and we have a lot of fun. But the message is a powerful one. It really is about how do you stay committed to lifelong exercise. And when I think of that, I think of Adrian. He is incredibly committed and has been beyond consistent all the years that I've known him. And I'd say I've probably known him about 20 years now. I think we met around 2004. And the way I met him was I was dared to run a marathon and I decided, okay, if I was going to do this, I couldn't do it on my own. I would need to join a running club. And at that club, I met Adrian. I stayed running at that club for years because of not loving running. I really didn't love it. but I got to hang out with the most incredible people and he is one of them. Adrian is incredibly funny. He's uber talented. He's a musician. He teaches at a university. He's he, he's instructed fitness classes and gyms for over 25 years. He's definitely an accomplished runner. He's run over eight marathons. I'm, it might even be more. I feel like he's not strong on his numbers. <laughs> if, I know it wouldn't be less though. He's done between 50 and 60 half marathons. I love how just like the difference of 10 is no big deal because the number is so high. And he's just done too many other races to count. We, like I said, we laugh throughout this episode. And if anything, that's what I love most about it. I want to share that the experiences of, I want to share the experience of exercising, however we choose to do it should be, should bring joy to our lives. It doesn't mean that we're having fun at all times, but overall it is something that brings meaning to us. And so sit back. I really hope that this episode just shifts something for you. If you're having a difficult time finding that thing that really works for you and that you know that you'll be able to commit to it long time, long term. I feel like in this episode, we may, may give you just a little bit of a different perspective. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Hi, Adrian. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rosa. How are you doing? (laughs) Good. How are you? (laughs) This is going to be a fun one. I hope everyone's ready. <laughs> I'll try not to bore your listeners. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, let's go into it. We're going to get right into the running. So I've through the intro, people know that we already know each other. We met many years ago while I was like going from zero to running 5K. And then later, later on, I ended up doing three marathons, but... I never once loved running. I hated every step. <laughs> you've never really mentioned that. I never moaned <laughs> about it. <laughs> no, you never talk about it. It was so painful. But I loved all the people I was running with. That was the thing. And I loved the challenge of it. But you, you were always so happy. 
like you enjoyed running and I used to be in awe. I was like, how, how are you enjoying this process? Oh, my face was I, I didn't have a choice of changing the face. It just looked like I was enjoying it. Um, but like you say, really, at the end of the day, you know, the marathon or whatever bit of running you do, it is, isn't that easy, but it's really the kind of the people that you run with. You yeah. kind of don't want to be missing out. And, you know, and you kind of run with people that, that kind of make you laugh. So even in a long run, as you know what those long runs are, I, you know, I did one this morning. I was clean shaven this morning when I started running this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just come out like Forrest Gump. Um, but I kind of find, you know, when you do those long runs or whatever form of exercise it is, you're running with the people and having conversation with people because you find out so much more about people. And, mm. and I think that kind of... Look, I, I may look like I enjoyed it, and I love the euphoria at the end of it because I kind of feel like you do it, but you know for that hour, hour and a half, or whenever you're running, it's really painful. But the, the end of it, you have that glory that lasts forever and ever. And you think, so and true. if you don't do it, you're like, mm, mm. and like an hour's gone where you could have ran, and then you, you spend the rest of the day going, oh, I wish I'd done it. Oh, I wish I'd done it because yeah. it kind of plays in the back, kind of the back of your mind. But yeah, like you say, the people, in, as you know from the running club, there were some real characters there. So it kind of made it, you know, you come back and there'd always be a story to tell or someone had said something really stupid or someone had done something really stupid and then you talked about it and and that was it. But um, yeah, and I think also, for, I, don't, I don't know if I ever told you this, uh, I don't think I've ever told anyone this really, so it's going to be a Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, totally. it's not that exciting. Don't worry. <laughs> We're only a minute parents, in, and already this is great. That's it. We're all over BBC News tomorrow. <laughs> um, but my parents, when I was born, my parents always used to call me Porky. Oh. Yeah, don't worry. I'm not bitter or twisted about the whole thing. So kind of like my friends were like, oh, they when they were younger, they used to ring, and my mum would shout down the phone, go Pork, Pork. The phone's on the, the phone's on the phone, and of course I then. <laughs> Just literally, no, that's hard to believe now. Different times, I, different times. I kind of liked it. And, I, and now when people see you and they go, yeah, obviously that was years ago, but people go, oh, it's all for you. You can eat what you like. You know, and I go, no, actually you have to really exercise at this. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think, uh, um, yeah, the people that you run with, and I think the feel-good factor that you get from running and any form of exercise, uh, both sort of physically and mentally, is so so, so kind of important. I know that your face was a picture every time you'd come back from running and you were, you just looked like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I really did. I really did. But it's it's interesting. Like, I, I completely agree. Like, that's what happened to me. I, first of all, I, I was dared to do a marathon by a friend. And then at first I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then, you know, you start thinking about it. I'm like, oh, at least once in the, my lifetime, it would be cool to say that I've done it. And then I remember I thought, I can't run by myself. Like, so I looked up running clubs in the area in North London and Trent Park is the one that comes up. And I remember I joined and trained for the marathon. And then at the end of the marathon, I was like, oh, but now if I want to keep seeing those people three to four times a week, <laughs> I need, I need to keep running and I can't run without a challenge. And so then I, that's why I would keep choosing like another half or another marathon to do because that's what kept me going like you said it was the people and it was also the challenge of it but you're right like I used to laugh so much on those runs like we did have the most like diverse fun group of people to run with yeah and I think you know I'm, I'm from the I don't know you but I kind of think that everyone should have a story to tell in yeah. life 
and you know, and I think you know, if you, I'm not being on a morbid note, but if your time came, what would you want to be kind of remembered for? And um, you know, the things that see people say on a run and the conversations, and you, you know, even now I look back on some of the marathons I've done. I remember doing um, the Amsterdam marathon, and um, there was a group of us that went over to Amsterdam to do the marathon, and we finished the the, the marathon. And one of the friend, one of the people I ran with, their friend actually lived in Amsterdam. And it's local. So she said, oh, I'll take you all out for a meal at the end. You know, we'll go off to this restaurant. Or we spent longer walking to find this restaurant that we did do in the marathon. So half of us were invalids at the end of the marathon. Because <laughs> then we had to walk about 20 miles around Amsterdam trying to find this restaurant. And we were like slumping. But the thing was, is we kept talking about it forevermore about the whole oh. thing and it was about having kind of a story to tell and um oh and i know God. that when you joined the club a lot of us decided to leave um <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. but it, but it, it's very hard to move away from it when you make such really i mean you it's so good running you just make really good friends lifetime friends and sometimes you run more times with someone that you for maybe a month or six weeks you know more about someone in six weeks not that you're being nosy than people that you've known all your life and these yeah. people become lifelong friends and they, you know, and it's a good sounding board for ideas. I don't know how, how you feel about running. Some of my best ideas came from running. Sometimes even when I was on my own, I could kind of let my mind went, especially because I know I'm teaching. I could think of my lessons, any creative stuff I wanted yeah. to do. It could always come through my head when I was running. Yeah, amazing. Well, it's it's funny you say that because I actually almost didn't forget about this, but I was didn't think I was going to mention it is. Speaking of that is that running club is the reason I changed careers. Like I remember I had been in teaching for six or seven years and I knew that I wanted to change. I always went into teaching knowing that there was something else out there that I really wanted to do, but I didn't quite know what it was. And then I had an mm. aunt that got really sick with cancer. And so I started thinking, I want to do something in the area of health, but I didn't know what to do. And so it was on a, one of the runs at the club. I was running with this lady. I don't, remember her name. I don't re I, I only saw her that once. And you just start talking because you're running together for the next couple hours, like or whatever it is. And she had told me the story of how her and her husband had just changed careers, how they had quit their jobs and they had become fitness trainers and massage therapists. And she mentioned the name of the college that it was at Finsbury Park, which wasn't too far. And the next day I called that college and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go inquire it. Well, by the time I walked out, I'd already signed up to do the course and change my change my life. Like it was amazing, and I never saw her again. <laughs> like, so, well, sometimes people come into your life just to pass on a message. Yeah, um, you know, it, sometimes you, you you you're there, and the the dawn of light or whatever you want to call it comes on, and you can. I mean, I remember when you when you you were teaching, and we would always moan about teaching. Um, in fact, we still do moan about teaching, um, but. Uh, well, I know more, but you, <laughs> you, were, you were very inspirational because I can't remember you, you had so much get up and go and you did it. You went off and did all the personal training stuff. You made a career out of it. And I kind of stayed where I am, but it, you know, you're kind of really quite inspirational. So even though I might look like I was smiling when I was running, you actually did a lot more out of it than I ever did. Well, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think you're very humble, but it was, it is, I'm just saying it's true what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just reading what you told me to say. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> okay, so tell me, like, 
as fun as it is, there are, I'm sure there's times where like whatever fitness journey people are on, there's gotta be times where we just don't feel like doing it anymore. Do you have like, first of all, do you have those moments? And if you do like, what strategies do you have like to keep going? Cause you've now been, you've been fit for years. It's not like you just started a couple of years ago. No, I mean, I started quite, quite late. Um, I did used to do some, mar- I did a half marathon when I was about 18 and I kind of yeah. dabbled in it a little bit. And funny enough, for me, I went to this um, circuit training class um, in Cot Fosters, you know, near the near the club, and yeah. it was run by a, a, a police sergeant, and it was packed, and it was really, really, really good. And there was a load of people in it, and I kind of really kind of got bitten by the bug. And there was a race that we did um, called Tough Guy. It was in the 90s. It, it, it was brought out by Tough Mudder. I don't know if you remember Tough Mudder, but it was yeah. done in January, so it was pretty brutal. And he was an ex-SAS soldier. And the thing is, you do about eight or nine, I think it's probably about 10 or 11 country miles. And then the last mile, you do these kind of obstacles. And it was freezing cold. And I, I you know, there's things that I'm just going, I'm not going to do this. I, I'm not getting up on a Sunday morning at eight o'clock in the morning in the freezing <laughs> cold and jump into a river. But the point was, is I kept thinking to myself, I've never done this before. And I'm doing it with a load of other people. So if a load of other people can get up in the morning and do it, then I can certainly get up in the morning. And I kind of look forward to the camaraderie. And for me, the thing that gets me going is is really a lot of the stuff is is the camaraderie, the people you come with. And you know, we talked about friendships with running, but it's the when you do team events, people think running is solo. Running is can be solo, but it's also a team thing. So when you all discuss the race at the end of it, or when you all get up and train together, the fear for me it's the fear of missing out. And the fact is, you know, obviously I'm a lot older now. And I've got used to being slim and and the field of <laughs> practical people say to you, Oh, how old are you? And you and you tell them how old and you go, Oh, hang on a minute, right, no, you're not. And I yeah, and I kind of feel quite good because I feel quite fit and I feel very healthy. So I kind of have that drive behind me. Um and the other thing is obviously fortunately, as you know, I I still work in the gym. So for me, I I have that commitment. So you were saying about people, how do you keep going? Like if you make my best tip really for doing it is make a commitment to someone. So even there's two of you together. So you go. So no one wants to let the other person down. So you say, well, yeah. okay, I'm going on Sunday morning and we're going to do this. I'll see you at quarter to nine in the morning or whenever it is. Yeah. You've got a commitment. If it's left to yourself, you'll go out, you'll get up, and then you'll start debating whether to put your running stuff on. And then you yeah. start looking out the window and there's a bit of drizzle. And then the more you think about it, the more you start talking yourself out of the – the whole thing so i try now is not actually even think about it i literally put the kit on and go because mo- the more i think about it the more i will talk myself out of doing it and the worst yeah. thing is i think is i would say rather have and like you look i find it hard and i do find it difficult and sometimes when i do those first 10 minutes as you know warming up you go oh they're always hard yeah exactly i hate it and i go off and i'm sort of running off and ankles hurt me knees you know you're kind of stiff and everything you go oh my god you know i'm gonna do another hour but once you get into that that first 10 minutes you start getting that kind of endorphin kick and you start seeing the countryside or you start being out and you start feeling really good and then you know at the end of it when you come back i kind of feel even i've run for an hour i've got the rest of the day to bask in glory. Mm. But if I did it, I would spend the rest of the day going, oh, I wish I'd ran this morning, or I wish yeah. I'd gone to the gym this morning. So 
they're kind of other things I kind of play around with. But I didn't nowadays. I don't torture myself in if I miss a session. I don't feel that I, you know, whereas before I'd be, oh my god, I've missed one. Now I listen to my body a little bit more. As you get a bit a little bit older, you can't keep relentlessly punishing it. Um, so I do have a sofa day. I do kind of pack okay. off a little bit when I need to. How do you do it? How do you get on with your plunge pool? <laughs> I don't. Well, it's it's interesting. So for those listening, I did buy a um, like an ice bath. A nice like it's like a pool actually it came from london it's a company in london and um i i'm only on third day but as you're speaking like i like what you're saying because it applies to so much of what we want to do when we set a goal for ourselves we we set these goals and everyone thinks oh they did it it was so easy but it's not like you have that mental boxing and i think i that's what my friend billy schwer he's like a world boxing champion and he um from luton and he talks about that mental boxing in your head. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Like that whole thing of like wanting to go, not wanting to go, thinking of how you're going to feel after and really needing to convince yourself. And I think that can apply to like everything. We're just, everyone's human. It's just a matter of who's going to win that in your yeah, brain. Who's going to win that yeah. challenge. Yeah. And you do play games with yourself over it. Oh, you know, yeah. You, you know. And you're not alone. Everyone goes through it. So people yeah. think, well, yeah, everyone, well, some people yeah, just naturally go. You have to, everyone goes through the kind of the same. The kind yeah, of it's same. amazing because honestly, like I, I, when we were running together, I, I would probably look at people like you and other runners that were much faster than me. And I'd be like, oh, they just find it easy. Like I just assumed you would find it easy, right? Because we always assume that about other people. It's only hard for me. <laughs> no, I only just put an F on when you were all outside watching. Then after that, I was walking around when I got the walk around the corner through a bit of my face, sweating my t-shirt. So I looked like I've been really puffy. Um, but it's, it's never easy. No, you know, none of us find it. And you know, even with a racing, you've got you know where you know I've you know been doing some of the cross country seasons, and you. You have a whole mixture of group. And I mean, nothing. I don't mean, there's people in their 60s and 70s running around cold fields. And I just find it incredible. You know, it doesn't matter how fast you are. The fact that these people yeah. are up and running and it's caked in mud and the, the rain is piling down and you've got these 70, only, 80 year old. Yeah, you sort of think this is brilliant. There's always someone to take your excuses away. Oh. Exactly. And you, and you feel a bit feeble when you see them. You go, Mm, it's not great. <laughs> so true. I shouldn't be really be kind of whinging a bit, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so uh yeah, I kind of um I try and uh, have a positive kind of slant on it really at the end of the day. There's um you talked about like that feeling at that at the end, like that euphoria. Why is so for those listening, because no, nothing ever goes perfect, I have someone calling me on my computer. So I turned off my phone, but how do I turn them off? Here we go. Let me just stop. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Okay. Um, you were talking about that euphoria at the end. And I remember that's what kept me going. Well, it still does to this day. And I think we, we underestimate that feeling of like how good it feels when you're done. I think part of it's the exercise for sure that makes you feel that way. But I think it's also the fact that you made yourself a promise and you kept it. Yeah. And that's I think really that, what builds self-confidence. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and the fact that you can do it, and you know, you you know, you've put the you put the effort in, and also I think a lot, of, a lot of people, you know, when you exercise, it's a chance to be away from everything, be away from your mobile phone. It's your time yeah, to kind of have a bit of peace and quiet. Excuse me, even if you're kind of running on your own, you know, you could you, you let your mind wander. And from um, you know, I obviously live quite near the countryside now, so you know, to be able to run out in see the greenery. Uh, autumn yeah. for me is one of my favourite seasons because I love watching the leaves leaves yeah. change colour and and it's get everything's gold and the leaves are trying. Don't think I'm going soft. I don't want you to think I I'm love going it. soft. Look at you! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> See what happened last time? Thank people you. are completely changed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm all soft and gentle now. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> I know. Um, but I I love that kind of thing. And you see things when you're out running that you perhaps wouldn't normally see if you're in the car and, and stuff like that. And you appreciate a lot of kind of a bit more about nature. You see kind of things that you you don't kind of appreciate in the kind of everyday life where you're kind of running around like a lunatic. Uh, and that <laughs> greenery, uh, I know green is a kind of creative colour, that gives you the euphoria of just being outside yeah. in the gym. Just if, like, for example, I teach quite a lot of spin classes and uh, circuit training, the people make it, even though I'm just the instructor, the people make it so great. Um, and I can honestly say if I hadn't taken up exercise, um, whether I was teaching it or whether I was doing it, my life would have been completely different. It has opened up so many more opportunities for me. Um, you know, as I said to you at the beginning of the podcast, everyone should have a story to tell people take up exercise you don't know where that journey will take you whether eve is doing a marathon in another country and what yeah. great place to visit another country by running yeah. 26.2 miles of looking around a town that you that's right yeah. you spend time with people on trips um if you do the races you finish the cross line everyone's patting everyone on the back there's a camaraderie around around there uh, in fact i don't know if you know that on the um some of the guys I run with, they entered us into a quiz show, um, Eggheads. I don't know if you get it. It's on um, it's a, a um, quiz show for intelligent people. I don't know why I was on it, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> but out of it, we, yeah, so it's on Egg, Egg, Egg. We did Eggheads and they, they took us oh, all up to Scotland. I remember Eggheads. Yeah, the, the quiz show. I know it's hard to believe that I was actually on it. Um <laughs> We did that and we ran around Glasgow because they paid for us to go to um, the film it in Glasgow. And then we, the guys, the guys that I run with, we decided to run around Glasgow and we came back and they filmed it and it all, all went out. And there was another story that came out of it, but I'll tell you that another time. But then we also did Tenable and we did another thing that would never have come around if I hadn't have ran, you know, for, with these people and trained with other people. And I think. For a lot of people, there's a lot to be gained from exercise. Um, and, and I think that's the euphoria about having a story to tell, even sitting down just having a coffee. It doesn't matter whether you did 20 minutes or whether you did 15 minutes or two hours. It's yeah. about people that make you feel good. People, humans are, um, I think humans are born to be around people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we like connections with people. And I think that's part of the euphoria. And the fact that we feel smug afterwards when we have a, <laughs> we have a biscuit with the gelato we feel great that we've done it but there is there is that as well it's so true like I I um for me my favorite day running was always those Saturdays because afterwards all you had all sorts of people all different levels of running and we would all come together at the clubhouse and have like tea and toast and whatever and I just used to absolutely love that and 
Um, there's a, I don't know, we don't need studies to tell us about these things, but just the other day I was reading some study and it was talking about what, um, what helps people to like, what is one of the most important elements of health? And yes, exercise is important. Nutrition is important, but actually the number one thing was social connection. And I thought that's so we don't talk enough about it. Like my mom, who's 83 is out all the time. Like she volunteers for so many things. She still makes friends like new friends at this age. And she has friends that are a variety of ages. Like she has friends in her forties to friends in her nineties. Like it's, it's incredible. And I was thinking about her and I was like, yeah, that's why she still has that get up and go despite, she said to me, you know, some days you don't want to get up. Like your body hurts. Like she's fit, but she's like, your body hurts and aches. And sometimes you feel down, like mentally down and you don't want to get up, but you just have to force yourself to go. And I think having these social connections, they enrich your life. They provide accountability, whether it's accountability for exercise or just accountability for getting up and out of our beds. And I think in a, at a time where we're dealing with so much mental health, um, it has a lot to do with people being so isolated and you know, I talk a lot, like people go and work out at the gym, but they're still by themselves a lot. So yeah, I think, yeah. as much as I love, like, I love a good solo workout, there's nothing wrong with that. But more than ever, whether people want to run or whether they, there's so much people can do, like join a hiking club. I mean, there's a snowshoeing club here that I still haven't, I have these brand new snowshoes, but they're three years old and have never been used. <laughs> but I was thinking I I got them at Costco and I was like, I'm going to snowshoe. And then I never did. But again, there's no accountability. And so now I'm like, okay, there must be a group of people that go out. And so that's going to be my next thing is like looking for those groups of people to create those connections. And, you know, when we were running phones, of course, phones were out. We're not like, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but we didn't have the social media like we do now. And people weren't as addicted to their phones as they are now. And I'm seeing such a, such a negativity coming out of that. So when you mentioned, yeah, you're running and you don't have your phone with you, like that's, that in itself is really powerful. Yeah. And I mean, I was still teaching the gym. People still bring the phones into the gym, into the classes. Yeah. You do one lap of the circuit and they're checking their phones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, but they are working hard and, you know, I kind of, except right. maybe some people are on kind of on call and stuff like that. But uh, I, I think the social thing is so important. Yeah. How important has it been for you, like, over the years? I'm sure, like, you go through changes and things happen in life, hard things and, you know, happy times, hard times. Have there been times, like, how has running helped you through, like, really difficult challenges in life? Um. I think probably going back to the social thing is you 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 really enjoy the people you you run with. So no matter how bad your day has been or kind of a difficult period, there are always people that will say, will listen to you. Um, that's probably why they run ahead of me because they don't want to listen to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, come back, come back! I haven't finished. I haven't finished. Um, they're really off into the background, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but I, you know, I. I mean, look, everyone's going to go through some difficulties through life, and you you know that's kind of guaranteed. But yeah. I think that I think the thing is with running or any exercise, it gives you a chance to kind of think uh, without being kind of clouded by lots of other things that are going around you. Uh, also, the fact that most of the people that you run with are, are, you've you've known for a long time, so they will either sound out ideas. 
And I mean, I'm a great fan of humour anyway. So someone will brown say something funny and it only needs a smile on your face to kind of yeah. go, okay, yeah, yeah, life isn't that, isn't that yeah. bad. Um, I think if you, I didn't have that, and especially in the kind of the career I'm in, you'd kind of go a bit, a little bit crazy. Um, and it's also that with, you know, exercise, you don't know who you're going to meet at the gym. I don't, know, I don't mean that from a, like a um, marriage point of view, but the people that you, you meet, um, well, you can do. I mean, in fact, I think I've had about I five or six people in my classes and got married. So uh, maybe I should become a vicar. Um, <laughs> your next phase. Um, yeah, I'll be able to set on my own dating site for runners and stuff um, <laughs> or fitness classes. But, um, you know, people, um, I think generally as a whole, I think, you know, like a healthier lifestyle and, and then social connections. You know, I see some people around that don't have that kind of connection and, that, and they're yeah. tend to be quite pessimistic they're kind of kind of negative and i kind of try to stem away from those kind of people mm. um i like to be upbeat and happy most of the time and i find that with exercise i uh, that allows me and i've also been blessed by the people that i've i run with and train with and i've also been very lucky to have a career in working at the gyms for 25 over 25 years and um i i did show you earlier that i i still haven't moved on with the times that i still use cds <laughs> <laughs> 25 years i went from tapes to cds but you know people these people become really good friends you know i've been on holiday with some of the some of the people i've met through the classes and stuff like that being on fitness weekends and that is your that helps you that's your coping mechanism yeah without you know i think my my life would be completely different and i'm really lucky and i would anyone that was thinking that you know i need to do more with my life i would thoroughly recommend it it opened so many doors for me and yeah. no, we would never have met. Yeah. Right. You know, through the club. Look how um, your life's been enriched. Yeah. Well, no, it's not going that far. <laughs> 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 um, but you, you, you know, you speak for yourself, you know, you, you, how your life has gone through, you know, exercise and what you, the people you meet and what you achieve and stuff yeah. like that. It's just such a great, it's a great thing to do for anyone. And you don't have to be brilliant at it. It's just about being with people chatting right. yeah it's funny like you use the word lucky but I don't think it has anything to do with luck I think it's really about intention and the actions that you take sometimes people are like oh you're so lucky your life is like this and this and this but it's like no like everyone's human and we all have decisions mm. to make um you really touched on I know we're talking about the social connection but I think what's really important too is being around those like-minded people it they do say you are you know there's that saying um you are the five people you spend the most time with and whether it's, you know, two or three people that you have or 10, whatever it is, it's so important that you're around people that are like-minded that are, that will inspire you to do things when it's hard and to stay active. You can the reality is if your life isn't where you want it to be, you can't keep hanging out with the same people that are keeping you there. And it's hard because people stay in these friendships because it's someone they've known since they were a child or they're just in the habit of seeing these people every Thursday night for drinks for the last 20 years, right? But nothing positive is coming out of that and people don't want to let go of those connections. And yet that's often what holds people back is the people that they're surrounding themselves with. And it can feel really daunting, I think, later in life to think like, oh, where am I going to meet new people? And people are lonely. But yeah. I, it's, 
it's taking that action and looking like in your local area, is there something that I can join? Whether it's a walking club, like it doesn't have, we, we're not saying everyone has to become a marathon runner, runner, yeah. right? It's different. There's different opportunities, but you have to look for people that you can connect with that are going to support you on that path. And they will be your, your kind of driving force. I mean, my, my best friend who I've known since I was at primary infant school, since I was about four or five, he, he doesn't exercise with me at all, but we still have that very good closeness of friend. We just have a different cycle. And, you know, you have pe people that you train with, you have your, your friends that you've grown up with that will always be your best friends, you know. Um, it's about um, embellishing your life with different things but like you say it's about having like-minded people and people that are going to inspire you so some of the people i run with they're always going to be driving a for driving force going forward um in kind of encouraging you to do things and things that you perhaps wouldn't normally do but because you enjoy their company you do it yeah this um like reminds me of and when we were going to do this interview i was like okay somehow i'm going to bring up this name in this interview because he was the person that inspired me the most, which was my running coach at the time, John Bate, who's passed away, but he was amazing. He started running, I believe, in his 40s, and he trained me for all three of my marathons. He wrote my programming for me. I could still, sometimes when I'm out, if I'm walking or running, I could still hear him breathing behind me because he had, like, this distinctive, like, <laughs> breathing, and, like, I'd be like, oh, here comes John. I can hear him behind me. But he was It's funny. It's it's funny you should say that because there was another, I don't know if you remember, there's another guy called Alan Benjamin um, who was at the company. So he was a really good runner in his 50s and yeah. 60s. And, um, and uh, uh, sadly, uh, he said to me once, I did the Guernsey. Do you remember when the club used to do these kind of Guernsey series of races? So you'd go yeah. to Guernsey. The whole crowd of us would go to Guernsey. And I remember him saying, because obviously my nickname was Dell, and obviously that's what he known me as. Yeah. He said, well, if you can't break 130 for a marath half marathon, he said, you should give up. So I was like, really? <laughs> so, of course, I, it was the bit between the teeth, and I kind of pegged it around this course and broke 130. Amazing. And then when he passed away, exactly the same as John Bade, I'd be running, and I could hear him in my voice going, you're still rubbish, even though you beat 130. I could, I could still hear him <laughs> kind of laughing. Um, and these are the people like John Bade, who was, you know, it was such a legend at the club. Yeah, brought people together. He, they were just wonderful people. Yeah, amazing. You know, he, you know, yeah, he was just amazing. He was. He was, and he was very distinguished, wasn't he? he was kind of tall and he such was a true tall. He's not your typical runner. And I remember, like, thinking, I actually, I, to be honest, I don't know if he ever did a full marathon because I remember I just assumed he had, and I think he did <laughs> half marathons. And and he was an amazing coach, though. I remember he would pick me up. And drive me to the club and I'd be like I'd come home from a day's teaching and the last thing because I, I didn't work in the easiest schools let's be honest so I'd get home and I'd be like absolutely shattered and I'd be like I'd lie down on my sofa for like five minutes but you know when you you lie down and you're like I just want to sleep for the rest of the night like I'd be exhausted and then I'd get that this text Rosa be there in 10 minutes I'd be like oh my gosh I feel like death <laughs> but I'm gonna get up because John's coming to get me but he was like he really just took you under his wing and he was he was incredible but I remember thinking like you know you learn so much about people and I remember thinking oh he's been running forever this is so easy for him but he started in his 40s and I think you can start at any time in your life and more and more I'm seeing so many inspiring people um starting later in life so it's there's no excuse, right? Like it's never, it's never too late to start 
in and I know that's been at the club for a while, for a long time, but there's even more people that are starting so late in life, even later than forties and fifties, and excuse me, and, they, and that, they're amazing. They're still doing it, and they're yeah. still like thinking about the cross country season. They're getting up. They're in their sixties and seventies. Yeah, and they're running on a wet field, and I'm hating it. And they're kind of running around like, oh, <laughs> not the face I used to pull, but they were like. <laughs> amazing and you know like i said you're never too old i mean i i'm a, as you know i'm you know not away from running but you know buster merrifield the actor in only fools and horses he went into play dunkle out but i don't know if you can't remember the program but he went into acting at such a late like late time in life he retired as a bank manager that he went into acting in 60s and 70s. so with running you can change at any time there's yeah. No one's telling you you've got to do this. You can do anything if you're prepared to put the you know the energy and the inspiration into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's inc it's incredible where where um yeah, I just think people people don't realize how inspiring they could be for other people just by doing their thing. Yeah, I always find that powerful. We, people we all, we'll think of like celebrities or you know all these big people, but actually everyone has the power to be inspiring and. You just never know, like when you change your life, we do it for ourselves, but we actually don't realize the ripple effect that that has. Like I often say to my clients, I work mostly with women um, and they first come to me for weight loss because that's what I sell, but it's never the weight loss that we focus on. Once they come on board, then it's all about the health and, and leading an incredible life. And I always say to them, you don't, realize like when you start to change yourself and become a healthier version of you, you don't know who's watching and mm. how you could really be providing that, that um, moment of change for someone else. And I, I love that. I think that's incredible. And I think John was really good at that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, the fact that you, you say that's your anchor point where someone changed for you yeah. Um, and, and it's such a true point. You don't know who, there's a, I mean, I'm not plugging a book, but I don't know if you've ever read it, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, Mitch Absalom. And no, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic book, but you don't know who's actually had the most power. And uh, I remember saying to you about the fitness class, and um, that was the moment for me that kind of I saw this class and I got kind of completely swept away by the whole euphoria of it all and just absolutely loved it. And then I kind of see then from there when I became an instructor but that was a real pivotal point for my fitness because that right. was the that one person made such a big, big difference I met such a great range of people and I just then from there went and joined the club as well so okay but yeah one I only take one person yeah amazing love it um okay so I have a couple more questions for you so we've touched on the whole exercise and how one getting out in nature I think that was a huge touched on that we don't talk about enough about it's nature is so incredible like when I had mold I got really I don't know if you know but I got really sick from living in a house that had mold in Vancouver it's a very rainy place and it took me a year and a half to get better but I remember one of the things I did to heal was walk in the forest all the time they call it forest bathing like we all have we have these fancy oh. terms for like get out and <laughs> but actually the the forest and nature actually can really um, help to heal your microbiome. Like it physically will help you. And gut health and mental health are so connected. So there's just, I think there's just so much more that is happening for us when we're in nature that we don't realize. So I love that you touched on that. And I think anything that will get someone outside more is so powerful. 
So you talked on that, you talked about the connection, the accountability with other people. What else do you feel you get out of it? Um, a body like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously my eyesight's not great and I, I my mirror doesn't quite show that. But um, um, I think they're probably the most important things. I mean, obviously physical health is really important. And I think, you know, the health side, I, th I think, well, that's quite a tough question, really. Um, I think one being, I think, happy in yourself. I think, mm -hmm. you know, you okay. kind of need to be, I think it gives you confidence with the exercise and yeah, accountability. It also gives you a conversational point. So if you're in the social context, you've got something to communicate about yeah. uh, rather than becoming a running bore and say, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and people, people, are, people are interested. People, well, so what have you been doing? Oh, well, I, you know, I ran Rotterdam Marathon or, yeah. oh, yeah, and people ask you, what was it like? Probably more it was Rotterdam night, not about, yeah. there about, about the running, but, you know, it's it's such, you know, it's about life. It's about you're only on the planet once. And really, at the end of the day, you kind of want to make a mark in some shape or form, whether it's inspiring someone else or just being so appreciative. And, um, you know, you were touching on that nature thing. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this once and I hope no one picks up on it. But I did when I I was so in, with euphoria of being outside in the, the countryside and everything. I actually hugged a tree. <laughs> Adrian I hope everyone's like, picking up on that <laughs> I was like oh my god I could just feel the bark and I looked up at it and I was like oh my god you've been here for years and years and years and I was just kind of like oh, slightly slightly emotional because oh, I was inside of you <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time you're going to see it <laughs> um, and I just you know, I was glad to be, you know, we're all glad to be alive, but, you know, I was just really glad to be out and, you know, and, and being so appreciative of everything around. And, you know, sometimes we're stuck in the four walls of work, you know, we have our work buddies and stuff, but being at, humans are one meant to move. Yeah, yeah. we are, yeah, we were originally meant to move. We are uh, geared to sit down. And secondly, we're, we're geared around nature or part of nature. And, and therefore being able to experience it. And, and I love the running through the seasons. Some seasons aren't so great, but, you know. <laughs> it you appreciate yeah, 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 mind you, the summer's a bit bad, actually. It's too hot. But, you know, when you run around Trent Park, you you have the, you go around the paths and you see the different seasons. You know, your your life goes on. And I just I just really lucky. And I, well, I say you say lucky. I, yeah, I call it that. But yeah. I think there's lots of things to be gained from it. And I can't really pinpoint anything specific extra than what I've kind of already told you but I wish I, I could yeah I think you just did like one um gratitude like gratitude is so uh powerful that was the word I was looking for which is probably why you do podcasts and I just here <laughs> <laughs> well I love that you shared that moment I'm going to play that on repeat um <laughs> <laughs> there but this okay Let's talk about this tree hugging because it's not a little thing. And when I'm out in nature, I do hug trees. And if I'm with someone, I make them hug trees. And it's funny how people don't want to do it. They feel kind of like, first they think I'm wacky, but they're kind of used to that. And then, and then I can see that mental boxing in their head where they're like, they want to do it, but then they don't want to like feel silly for doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it i always say to them can you feel that 
And they always say yes. And that's oh, yeah. We all probably big and bold. I had to look down the path to see if anyone was coming. <laughs> no one was coming. <laughs> There's an energy that you get from it. Yeah. Like, it is really incredible. You can, feel, you can feel it going through you. And you, you almost gives you such a kind of a lift, an emotional kind of lift. I mean, even just away from trees, like the sea. I, I love the sea. And I just like, put, you know, I like touching the sea. I just put my hand in the water and just feel, you know, it is, or the river or whatever it is, yeah. just nature as, it, as a whole, really. Yeah. In all yeah. Yeah. I think, again, it comes down to that connection, connecting with nature. I, you know, if we're in nature and listening to our phones, I mean, there's nothing wrong with listening to a podcast or like the Rosa Coelho podcast while you're out in nature. But especially I think... this podcast. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Especially this podcast. Especially this one. But there is something to be said. I bet we're going to find an army of people going out, going around hugging trees now. I guess. Let's start a movement. <laughs> Everyone in the clubs now. Everyone's hung up now and they start going around hugging trees. Hey, man, don't, don't, uh, what they say, don't knock it until you try it. It's like, <laughs> it's great. It's the best. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love this so much. Okay, listen, tell me why. Why are you not a life coach? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that might be your next evolution. I'm a you. tree coach, you know, kind of hugging trees. Um, I, yes. I don't know, maybe this, this will be my launching career. I don't know. Ooh, maybe this is your moment. Hmm. This is maybe you're, you're my ripple effect. Maybe, just maybe. I think, it, I think you'd be amazing at that. The books, okay. Um, I had a really good, uh, just you saying that there, there was yeah. a really good question. I I, there, I was very, very lucky. You can Google him, a guy called Richard Heitner. Yeah. And um, he uh, he did a, a life coach thing for me for, um, for a couple of hours because he does it. Before. And um, he asked me this great question. And he said, if you could have five people on your advisory panel, who would you have throughout your life to advise you? They can be dead alive. They can be famous. And that and that made me think a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, that's quite a, quite a good old question." So yeah. it was a good one to have, you know. That's a so great you question. Tell me what you want. Yeah, and great question to ask yourself at, at different points, right? Different points. Yeah. Life. Interesting. Okay, I have one last question for you. This is a question that I ask everyone. Yeah. Has there? Can you think of? And I'm sure there's many, but can you think of a moment that of something you heard or something that you read that changed everything for you? Those pivotal moments where you're like, huh? Uh, 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 um, I've read. Oh, what something I've read? Could be something you've read, like you know how sometimes you like you'll hear a quote or someone says something and you're like, oh, that just like that changed things for you, like that conversation. Oh that yeah, uh, is it Maya Angelou? It's not what you yes, say. Yeah, it's the way that you make people feel. And um, say it again. Say that again. Uh, I think it's something like it's not what you say or do that counts. It's the way that it's what how you make people feel that yeah is the most important thing. And I kind of I kind of hope to use it like especially with the fitness classes. I always personalize it. So I always in, I might have twenty people in the class. I always try and use everyone's name. And I try and engage them in everything. So even if it's a bit of a joke, so they feel kind of a part of it. And I, I personally, I find it really rewarding. Personally, I I get such a kick out of it because you know I, 
you know, when my day's up and my numbers up, I'd like to be remembered as someone that's made an impact on someone's life. And if we can all do that, then, you know, what better place to leave a mark? Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh, that is so beautiful. I love this serious side of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very short lived. But that is that is really powerful. And I I um I agree. I think I would feel exactly the same too. I love that quote. It's powerful. I thought you were going to burst into tears then. I, I was. I, I was <laughs> a little welled up. <laughs> Adrian, this was so much fun. I'm so grateful that you took the time to uh, come onto this podcast and give all the value that you have given. And, and I do believe that this episode will inspire people to just to get going, just to take that first step and to... Um, you know, put themselves first and make those connections and think about health beyond just the exercise, but all the other incredible benefits that it can bring to their lives and to the people around them. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. I feel very privileged that you've asked me. And, and uh, I hope there's any pearls or wisdom that will benefit anyone that was uh, kind of listening. And, you know, if we've, if we've made a difference to people, then we've, we're lucky. Even if we've got one person hugging a tree, we've made our mark. <laughs> love it okay let's go out and go hug a tree <laughs> exactly i'll see you in about five minutes <laughs> all right thanks so much adrian take You're care welcome. thank you very much thank you so much for listening in today i know time is precious and i'm grateful you shared yours with me it would mean the world to me if you felt an impact a moment of inspiration or learned something new if you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on itunes i'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.